Hi, I'm Mike, lead pastor at The Ridge, and this is our weekly podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our desire is for you to grow in relationship with God, connect with others, and to experience God's purpose for life by adding value to the life of another. I hope that this message will build your faith and encourage you as we seek to grow together in God's Word. Enjoy today's message. Question. Do you like to do chores? All right, kids, let me see some hands. How many of you have to clean your own rooms? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. How about dishes? Anybody have to help out with the dishes? Yeah, you got some some parents that are all over this one, right? Wait, would you believe it? When I was growing up, you know how often I had to do chores? Once, every single week. Can you believe that? You know, I didn't realize how good I had it. One weekend, I think it was a Saturday morning, I wanted to go out and play with the neighborhood kids, and I asked uh, my parents, and they said, well, as soon as you finish your chores. I finished my chores in like record time. So as I'm heading out the door, my dad, I think he was a little suspicious, he asked, so Mike, did you finish your chores? I said, yeah. Well, did you clean your room? Yeah. Did you vacuum your room? Yeah. Did you vacuum underneath the chair. <laughs> what? Why would I do that? We could have, you know, dust bunnies the size of Texas under that thing. No one would ever know. He said, like, give me one reason, just one good reason why I should vacuum underneath that chair. His response, just because I said so. <laughs> you heard that line? Have you used that line? Luke does. Knowing Jesus, we're teaching through the Gospel of Luke. Today we get to chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 begins with this. Verse 1. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and that's also Sea of Galilee, same body of water, With the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Peter, he had been fishing. We need to know this about that. This fishing didn't mean a a weekend out in Canada. Back in these days of the Old Testament, fishing wasn't just throwing a line in the water and trolling around the lake in a motorboat. Fishing wasn't a leisure activity. For Peter, this was his occupation. This was his livelihood. And fishing, those days, it was hard. Verse 2, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. The hours were long. Peter working six days a week and a night shift. While the rest of the village slept, Peter Well, he was out on the lake. He was working from sundown to sunup. And in those days, there there weren't any docks. And so when he wanted to get his boat in and out of the water, he had to pull it out of the water onto the shore. And then every day when he was done, he had to wash and clean the nets. And he had to provide the power. Right? He didn't have a motor to propel that boat. Rather, that boat was propelled by his own 
brawn. He rode and he rode and he rode. And when he finally arrived at the destination where he wanted to do the fishing, he couldn't just bait a hook and then take a breather. No, he had to haul out these weighted heavy nets and he had to throw them up in the air. He had to get them high in the air. He had to swing them so they'd get high enough that they would open up so that they would be spread out by the time they hit the surface of the water. Then they'd sink down. He'd wait a bit. And then pull it back up, bring it back into the boat. He did that over and over. Swing, throw, pull, swing, throw, pull, swing, throw, pull. It was hard work, demanding labor. Verse 5. We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. It's a bad day. Peter's having a bad day. He is having one of those days at the office where he was wishing this would be the last day at the office. Eight straight hours. Each time he pulled that net back into the boat, it was empty. Not one catfish, not one minnow. And at just that moment, Jesus, Jesus the preacher, Jesus the carpenter, Jesus the landlover, He said this to him, verse four. He said to Simon, Simon, that's another name for Peter, same guy, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. He's saying, Peter, dig a little deeper. There are fish in those waters. Grab your nets, pull up your boat, get back in that lake and keep on fishing. What do you think Peter does? What would you do? I think I'd do something along the lines of this. I'd say, Jesus, thank you for the pep talk. You know, I appreciate the encouragement, but I'm beat. I have been working hard all night long, nothing. And I'm done. I've pulled the boat back into the shore. I've cleaned the nets. The fish are gone. My body is aching. I'm going to go home and I'm going to sleep. Or... How about saying something like this? Jesus, you know, you're, you're a good carpenter. You know how to work with the wood and with the stone. And Jesus, you're a marvelous teacher. Your sermons keep us spellbound. But what do you know about fishing? My daddy was a fisherman. My daddy's daddy was a fisherman. My daddy's daddy, daddy was a fisherman. Jesus, you stick to preaching and let me stick to fishing. And speaking of fishing, you like to fish. You know what fishing is? Fishing is really this. It's the the most expensive way to get a free dinner. (laughs) Think about that a little bit. Fishing, the fish aren't the only ones who get hooked. Well, Luke chapter 5, Peter's fishing. Jesus comes along, says this to him. Verse 4, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Well, here it is. is. This is the Sea of Galilee. That's where this takes place. And well, Peter, he was a fisherman. And here's the thing, that... That was his lake. He knew that lake. There aren't very many bodies of water in that area. This is like the only one. 
He spent a lot of time on that lake. The reason why he fished at night wasn't because he was a glutton for some kind of punishment. Rather, it's because he knew that lake. In the Sea of Galilee, the best fishing, it's at night. It gets really hot during the day, so the fish, they go down to the cool waters of the deep. Peter knew that. He knew that at night, the fish, they come up to the top to feed. So that's when you fish. If you're serious about fishing, if you know what you're doing, if you want to catch the big ones, you had to fish at night. Peter knew that. Luke chapter 5. That's what's going on. And then Jesus, carpenter, comes to tell fisherman Peter to go and fish at the very worst possible time. (laughs) What's Peter do? Well, the passage tells us, verse 4 says this. He said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Why? Did you catch that? Why did Peter do that? Peter was a fisherman. What Jesus was asking him to do, it didn't make sense. Peter, he was a fisherman. He knew that lake. What Jesus was asking him to do, it didn't feel right. Certainly didn't fit his schedule. But Peter, he still did it. Why? Well, Dad, I'm I'm done. I've finished my chores. Can I go outside and play? Well, did you clean your room? Yep. Did you vacuum? Yep. Vacuum underneath the chair? Why? Why would I do that? Give me just one good reason why I should vacuum underneath that chair. His response, just because I said so. That, that's this. That's Luke chapter 5. Simon answered, Master, We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Peter said, okay, okay. I don't need a reason, Jesus. I don't need an explanation. It's not what I would do, but it's what I will do. I don't need a reason. Jesus, you are my reason. I trust in you. I believe in you. And let's, let's be honest about this. Sometimes that, sometimes that's what following Jesus comes down to. Doesn't it? Well, let's take a few examples. How about this? Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing. I don't love that verse. (laughs) You know, I kind of like to grumble. There's something cathartic about that. It feels good. And arguing. I majored in philosophy. I like to argue. Why do everything without grumbling or arguing? Why? Read this with me. Because he says so. 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. But I'd rather not meet. Gathering with others, well, it takes time and energy. I'm an introvert. I've been hurt by people in the past. I'll watch the service from time to time, but I don't want to join a group or a class or a serving team. I don't want to meet people and build relationships or create a church family. Why would I do that? And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Read this with me. Because he says so. Or this. Matthew 5, 44, Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. What? I mean, I'll pray for my loved ones. And I'll pray for, for my friends. And I'll even pray for people in need. But pray for people who have done me wrong. Pray for people who have hurt me. Why? Read this with me. Because he says so. Jesus said this, Matthew six nineteen. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moths and vermin destroy. But I like the treasures of earth. I do. That they provide comfort and they provide pleasure and they provide security. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy. Why? Read this with me. Because he says so. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That sounds good. But that's hard. I mean, I thought the role of a spouse was to complete me. Isn't that the way that it's portrayed? I thought the role of a spouse was to make me happy. I want my spouse to serve me. I want my spouse to sacrifice for me. I want my spouse to love me. Why should I serve them? Read this with me. (laughs) Because he says so. One more. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Well, that takes time. And that takes intentionality and that takes energy. Quite frankly, I'd rather not. Why? Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it Here's why. Read this with me. Because he says so. Many more examples. Listen. Reflect. How is the Holy Spirit applying Luke chapter 5 for you? Is there anything in your life where where God maybe is asking you to trust and to follow even if you don't fully understand it? even if you don't fully like it. God doesn't always give a reason. God doesn't always give an explanation. 
We don't always feel like it. We don't always want to do it. But God, he still asks us to trust and to follow him. You know how this story ends? Well, Peter, he said, this isn't, he obeyed. He said, this isn't what I would do, but it's what I will do because you say so. Hear the end of the story. Verse 5. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in and the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Great end. But remember the beginning. Logic says, cut your losses and go home. Experience says, well, pack up, go and get some rest. Faith, faith says, go and do it just because He says so. Peter did. And he was blessed beyond his wildest imagination. You know, as I've been spending some time in this passage, here's what, you know, God's been kind of speaking to me. He's been putting something, I think, a desire in my heart. And let me set the record straight. That desire is not to start vacuuming underneath the chairs. (laughs) I still don't buy that line. Desire is this. I want to become a just because you say so follower of Jesus. I mean, I look at Peter. He knew that lake. He knew the Sea of Galilee. He'd been fishing on that thing since he was a little boy. He knew how it worked. There weren't fish. It wasn't working. He was done for the day. Jesus said, get back at it. And Peter, well, he did. I want to be like that. I want to be able to do that. I don't want God to have to always give me an explanation. I don't want God to always have to give me a reason. I don't want God to have to always get my approval. I want to be a just because you say so follower of Jesus. Here's what I've come to believe. God knows better than me. True. He knows what's good. He knows what's best. He knows what's going to be good for us in the long run. I mean, he designed this world. He knows how it operates. He designed me. He knows how I operate. And he's good. He wants us to experience peace. And he wants us to experience joy. God, he doesn't always give a reason. He doesn't always give an explanation. He doesn't always ask permission. But does he need to? Does he really need to? I want to be like Peter. To be able to say, 
Lord, it's not what I would do, but it's what I will do. I don't need a reason. You're my reason. I trust and I will follow. Why? Read this with me. Because he says so. Thanks for joining us today and listening to our weekly podcast. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship here at The Ridge. If you would like to dig a little deeper into what we've been talking about today, uh, be sure to check out Beyond the Sermon. This is a weekly devotional that goes out after second service on Sunday. There you'll find the scripture that we've been looking at, some questions for you to, to dive into. But then there's also a discussion uh, that I have with whoever is teaching that Sunday, and we just dive deeper into different themes and topics from the sermon. If you've enjoyed our podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. And also,